Welcome back to The Depressed Psychiatrist. Today we'll be discussing the first episode of depression that you experienced. Yes, I'll talk about my first episode of depression um, in hopes to normalize the experience. Um, I, I was 19 when I first experienced depression. I was uh, in college at the time. I, I'd fi I finished the first year of, of college and, and that went according to plan. Um, it, it was it was the time uh, I, I'd moved back into the dormitory uh, and, and it was those couple of days uh, before classes started. Um, I woke up one morning um, and, and everything had changed. That the window through which I, I experienced the world um, was completely different in a way I'd never experienced before, um, and it was very, very scary. Um, so I, yeah, I woke up one morning and just felt um, sort of paralyzed with fear. Um, it felt like something really bad was about to happen, or it already happened. Um, and yeah, it, it, it just came on like a light switch was turned on and uh, went from there. Would you mind talking a little bit about how you were feeling when this light switch moment happened, when you suddenly went from feeling one way to feeling another? Um, what else was going on? Uh, sure. I, um, I started having troubles uh, sleeping. Um, it, it was harder to fall asleep, and, and I started to wake up really early, uh, 4.30 or 5 in the morning. Um, I'd, I'd sort of pop awake and be really scared. Um, so sleep was, sleep was off. Um, my appetite disappeared, basically. Um, I think within, within a month and a half or two months, I'd lost 30 or 35 pounds, um, and I, I just I just wasn't hungry. Um, but I didn't have energy um, to do things. It was really hard to initiate any kind of activities, um, and my 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 focus was definitely affected. Um, I, I tried really hard in classes, but it, it seemed like I was trying three times what I normally would, except I couldn't remember anything. Um, I, I mean, I'm exaggerating, uh, but I, I couldn't remember in the same way. Uh, that that was definitely affected. Um, I, I felt um, really bad about myself. Um, my self-worth plummeted. Um, and also, I, 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 did, I felt guilty. Um, I'm not sure of what, but whatever was happening I felt like I deserved it um, yeah I, I I didn't have a lot of suicidal thoughts um, I didn't think about suicide but I did think about this whatever this experience was of I just wanted it to end um, I just wanted to feel the way I used to feel um, and so 
I did. I didn't. I didn't think about suicide, but I, I also thought, well, if I just happened to get into a car accident and would die, um, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, so, uh, yeah. So this affected every facet of your life. Uh, this difference in how you felt. It. It did. It did. As soon as I felt different, I I really started to isolate. Um, I would spend a lot of time in my bed. Um, I wasn't hanging out with my friends um, as, as often or at all. I, I, eventually, I did try to do that. Um, it did. It, it affected... It affected everything. I, I, I do want to say I, I had some good friends at the time um, who 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 were supportive um but but it unfortunately was just there was really nothing they could do to change the way i was feeling mm-hmm. did you uh reach out to anybody right away when you felt so badly did you um what did you do i did i i i, I talked to my family right away um i think i really scared them um, and it's, uh, my, my, my father at the, my father is a family doctor, um, and, and at the time was basically functioning as my doctor. Um, but I, I turned 18 and wasn't under the care of a pediatrician anymore, but I didn't really find one in my college town. Um, so my, 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 my father prescribed antidepressants, um, for me, but, uh, didn't, unfortunately didn't find one that that seemed to be very helpful um i also went to see uh, a psychiatrist who uh, was not related i think my father started me on them in hopes of just getting something going um, i also saw a psychiatrist who then took over prescribing um, and i think over over that that first period of depression i, I tried four medicines um, and, and, and none of them uh, provided any uh, benefit. I also went to the student health center at school and was referred to therapy and uh, completed a, a course of, of, of therapy. Um, I just had a hard time finding in any relief. So things were, were, were difficult. You weren't feeling well and classes had started. Um, how did you proceed with your term at school? Um, I, 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 ju- I just tried my best. Um, so, so this feeling was around all the time, uh, no matter what. Fall asleep, wake up, and it's still there. Um, go exercise, it's still there. Take a shower, it's there. Um, so I, 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 fe- I felt badly the entire time, but also... I, I, I felt like I was acting in a way. Like I, I wasn't there, but I was making myself do things that I should do. Um, so I, tr- I tried to be a college student, um, but, but it was really hard. Um, it was just really hard to, uh, to be present and absorb information like I usually did. Um, I ended up... Uh, stopping classes about midway through that term um, because it was going poorly. 
um, and, and I moved back to my parents' house um, and for the rest of the semester worked a job uh, roofing. Um, you know, one, one thing I, I just want to comment on, um, that, that, that term, I, I just want to say thank you to uh, Ken Blakeney, um, who is the men's basketball coach at, at Howard University. Um, he, uh, I, I didn't go there. I went uh, to another school uh, in the eastern part of the United States. Um, he happened to be, I think he was an assistant basketball coach at the time, um, and was uh, was teaching a, a weightlifting one-credit course um, that I signed up for that term. Um, and I didn't know him, but he he could sense um, what that that something was wrong with me, um, and he was really great. He um, just tried to keep me engaged, and uh, he he check in with me to make sure I was doing okay, um, and he we we take me to play some pickup basketball. Um, but I, I never thanked him for that. You know, when, when I got out of the episode, I basically just carried on with my life and tried not to think about it because it was really tough. Um, but, but as a result, I also didn't look back and say thank you to him. Um, but I, I just really want to do that and also say that what, what, what he did, um, in my opinion, is exactly what you should do if you come across somebody you know who falls into depression um, he, he he was very supportive um, was very non-judgmental uh, and he made a humongous difference in my life um, and he received no fanfare for it and honestly not even a thank you from me but but in in, in retrospect um, he, he, he made a profound difference um, in, in sort of keeping me attached to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, fr- from, from there, I, I, I went home and um, really just wanted to get better. Uh, I worked this job roofing, which was a really great experience. Um, it was really hard work, but, but good work. And uh, I liked the people I worked with. Um, it was a, a valuable experience, but days, I just wasn't feeling better. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, next, that next term, uh, I, I was scheduled to do a, a semester abroad, um, and, and I, I didn't really want to do it, mm-hmm. uh, but, but ended up doing it and, and had a, a really nice time. Um, was certainly depressed throughout the whole time, um, but still had a really great experience there. Um, the depression continued into the next academic year, and honestly, I, I think I just sort of treaded water and got through college. I, I think I'm, I'm really tough on myself about getting through college. I, I had a 3.3 when I came out, mm-hmm. but, but I, I didn't do well by my standards. Um, I, I really thought I would do better than that. But, but the depression remained throughout, uh, I think in total it was four years. 
Um, when I came out of it, I it, it happened over the course of months, slowly. I don't think I was taking any medicine at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but it certainly wasn't a light switch back off. Um, it was more of a gradual transition from being depressed to not being depressed. R- really gradual. That, that that feeling would just just lessened, and then I would get past it for more and more time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and eventually, it, it wasn't an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it was, um, it was, it was a, a, a really frustrating time. Um, when, when it happened, I redoubled my efforts at being healthy. Uh, so I, I started to eat really healthy and exercise regularly. Um, I, I wasn't drinking much alcohol. Um, so I, I was doing everything that you're supposed to do, uh, but but just kept waking up, feeling um, really terrible. I I can't overemphasize how bad this feels, um, and just the, the the whole entire time was was a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I just want to communicate how how badly it feels as it's happening. It, it's sort of if if you could imagine the worst feeling that you could ever have, and then forget about it because it's it's worse than that. Mm-hmm. But 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 it just doesn't go away. It, it, you just don't get a break from it. No, never. Um, I feel I, I could study for this as soon as this feeling goes away, but it doesn't. Or I'll call that person back as soon as I feel better, but it, but it just doesn't happen. Um, and, and then there's a part there's a part of me that that because of this, I really don't feel like myself when it's when this is happening, and it's a real it's a really odd thought. But I feel like if I engage with people, that I'm somehow being insincere because I'm not really there, mm-hmm. like they're not communicating with the real me, and so. It's not. It's. I'm. I'm being insis, insincere if I engage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I. I know what that. That sounds like, but. But that. That's honestly how. How I felt. That. So. So I. I really. I just really isolate. Um, when I feel like that, I just get the feeling of uh, when I feel better, I'll, I'll re-engage with everybody. I like all these people, mm-hmm. but. But I'm. I'm not here yet, and so I'm just gonna wait until that happens. Um, but sometimes it's a really long time. You know, the illness is, is really uh, uh, an isolating one. It is. Yeah, the illness itself contributes to it is self-isolation. The, 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 way, the way the illness itself causes one to self-isolate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just nothing, things that, that I enjoyed before brought no pleasure mm-hmm. and and so it's sort of I, I i knew that that i i needed to force myself to do things but but it's really hard after a while when you do that and nothing changes mm-hmm. and you went from being a healthy 19 year old young man to suddenly feeling terrible felt terrible 
um, I, I, my, my appearance changed. I, I looked, I looked like a teenager again. Um, because of the rapid weight loss. Yes. Uh, and I just became a shell. I sort of did what I was supposed to do, um, but and and not much else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just really grateful to people who who, who supported me mm-hmm. at that time, um, I, and I, I didn't express enough gratitude to them at the time, sort of because of the illness, mm-hmm. and so I'm really sorry about the way I was. But I'm really grateful to people who tried to help out. And after this episode faded away, um, as you said, it happened gradually, uh, that you felt better and better uh, after the four years. Yes. Um, Were you afraid of it happening again? Oh, terrified. Did you think about it a lot? How did you kind of move on with your life? Well, honestly, when it goes away, it's really easy to move on with your life. Uh, what It's not easy to reflect and recount the experience and analyze it. You, once, once it stops, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And everything that you've... Everything that was holding you back before is just absent. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it's very easy to to proceed from there. Um, yeah, it was it was really easy to do that. But but I I, I was terrified of it, of it happening again. Mm-hmm. If you could go back to your nineteen year old self when you started to feel bad badly when you had this onset of depression for the first time. Uh, what would you tell yourself? Is there anything you would... How, how would you advise yourself, you know, reflecting back? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I, I, it's so hard because the illness itself pushes against this. But I, but I would tell myself um, that this is an illness that needs to be treated aggressively. Um, I, I would, I, I wish, I wish I was more aggressive about treating it. That, that, that's, that's the conundrum about depression is that, is that when you're in an episode, you feel like you've, you've done something to bring it on. And so you also feel, or I, I feel that I deserve what's happening. And, and that, that really goes against the idea of seeking treatment. Um, it, it, these words sound really strange. Um, I, I know how strange that sounds. But, but it's, al- it's almost like I'm, I'm caught in molasses. And it's just really hard to get going. It's really hard to initiate picking up the phone or going somewhere and trying to make an appointment that the what what would normally be a small hurdle now looks like a really big hurdle Mm -hmm. or say you make the phone call and the person was short on the other end then all of a sudden i'm ruminating about see you don't deserve this treatment anyway Mm -hmm. they they don't want you here but the, the illness clouds 
your experience of the world and thus you you misinterpret all of the signals from from the world mm-hmm. uh, but I, but i think the the one thing i the one point i just want to make is 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 that it is indeed a medical illness um, that needs to be treated and if if the first treatment doesn't work then you need to, to go again mm-hmm. and again and again and again um, and until it's treated and to try to continue to advocate for yourself right can right that that's what's really tough that's what's really tricky about this um this this is really good because i think it's helpful for us in into the future Mm -hmm. um but if, if you're somebody who has recurrent depression meaning that depressive episodes will happen repeatedly uh one happens and stops and then and then another one happens in those periods in between when when you're not in depression um, I, th- I think it's really smart to come up with a plan if one happens again mm-hmm. so almost what what treatment would i want um and to think about it while your cognition isn't clouded by depression itself mm-hmm. and so that might be something helpful to talk to um someone your partner, your partner, your parents, uh, parent, or a good friend who you, who you trust, right? Someone that would be there to help you through it, right? And then that way, if if depression hit again, they could really be there to help you execute that plan when depression is trying to pull you back. Mm-hmm. So depression is kind of an inadequate term, in some ways, for what the illness actually is would you yes, say yes i i loathe the, the the term depression um because it i think it makes things confusing mm-hmm. especially for for people who've never experienced it when when you when you hear um depressed um that that sounds like to me it sounds close to sadness mm-hmm. um and that it's the experience is not sad. I mean, sadness would be great in comparison to what the experience actually is. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think that term itself is 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 not a great one because of the other images and and thoughts it can lead people to think. And and I think oh, somebody's sad all the time. That that's where those comments of oh, well, why don't you just try harder or pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Um, Th- th- it seems those... like something that could be corrected, right? With behavior, just get over it. Or yeah, and I I think the term isn't helpful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I guess how, how about we define depression? D- DSM is a book uh, that defines psychiatric diagnoses um, by symptoms. Um, and, and it sort of allows a illnesses to be defined and then also um, for, for people to be on common ground when, when discussing uh, mental health disorders. DSM is the, uh, the official uh, diagnostic uh, rule book of psychiatry. Um, it, it basically contains an exhaustive list of psychiatric diagnoses and, and then also lists uh, the, the symptoms that uh, need to be met 
in order to make a, a diagnosis. The DSM-5 is the, is the most recent version of the DSM, um, and it defines uh, the criteria for major depressive disorder as at least five of the following symptoms have to have been present during the same two-week period, and at least one of the symptoms is decreased interest or pleasure or depressed mood. Um, I'm going to list the, the symptoms and then we'll circle back and maybe define them a little bit better. Uh, so so if, remember, we're, we're looking for five of these symptoms in, in, this, in a two-week period. Uh, number one, depressed mood. Um, this is for uh, nearly every day, most of the day. Uh, number two is diminished interest or loss of pleasure in almost all activities. Three, uh, significant weight change or appetite disturbance. Uh, four, sleep disturbance. Five, psychomotor agitation or retardation. Six, fatigue or loss of energy. Uh, seven, feelings of worthlessness. Uh, eight, diminished ability to think or to concentrate uh, may include indecisiveness. And, and lastly, recurrent thoughts of death, um, recurrent suicidal ideation. Um, so, so looking back at, at these symptoms, again, we're looking for five of them uh, during a two-week period or more. Um, sleep disturbance, that, that can be either insomnia or hypersomnia. So I, th I think that's notable that, that one can uh, sleep less or, or sleep more, um, but, but it's a change in sleep. Um, psychomotor symptoms. So psychomotor agitation is, is moving more than usual, and, and usually these movements don't serve a purpose. So pacing the room, um, tapping your finger on the table, uh, th th things like that. Psychomotor retardation is uh, the, the opposite, uh, or a, a slowing down or reduction of, of physical movements of, of an individual. And then to finish off the DSM diagnosis, um, th th these, these factors uh, are used in just about every diagnosis in the DSM, but that the symptoms need to cause significant distress uh, or an impairment in, in functioning, usually social, occupational. Um, so, so they need to cause impairment. They, they also can't be attributable to uh, a substance, so alcohol or, or a drug um, or medication. Um, and then also the, it, the, the symptoms can't be better explained by a different diagnoses. And then one other thing that needs to be excluded is uh, the existence of a manic episode uh, at any point in the patient's life. Um, if a manic episode has happened, um, that, that moves this mood disorder from uh, depression to, to bipolar disorder. We'll talk about mania uh, and, and define that at, at a different time. Um, but, but if, if mania is present, um, then, it, then it's not major depressive disorder, um, that then, it, then it's bipolar disorder. Well, in closing, I'd like to say thank you for sharing that experience. Oh, sure. I, um, again, just doing it in hopes that it will normalize this conversation and 
um, encourage people to, to seek treatment um, if, if they experience these, these symptoms. Well, th- thanks, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. And uh, th- thanks uh, again. I want to dedicate this episode to Ken, Ken Blakeney um, and, and thank him uh, what he did for me 20 years ago. Um, changed the course of my life probably mm-hmm. and just was so kind um, yeah and, and, and thanks to Kid and, and Tony Drifton for providing the, uh, the music and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time until then 